Hey there, mucho gusto, and welcome to another episode of Detective Writer. I'm your host, Sally, aka Detective Writer, and today I am super duper excited to introduce all of you to an amazing guest and amazing friend of mine, the podcast host of the Sit Down Standout show, Ben and Dykstra. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so honored. Well, it's a pleasure to be on your show, Sally. Awesome. And if you don't mind me asking, what got you really motivated to begin a podcast, especially the Sit Down Stand Out show, which I've got to admit, after listening to a few episodes, it's absolutely incredible. What motivated you to begin a podcast? Well, I could ask you the same question. <laughs> <laughs> but really, for my podcast, um, I had graduated college with a diploma in radio broadcasting and contemporary media in 2019, right before the illustrious pandemic decided to hit. Now, I can understand where the world was on pause, everybody was freaking out, jobs were not readily available. But for me, it felt like, okay, I was an honor student in both high school and college, and everyone tells you, you get the best grades, you'll get the best jobs. For me, that was not the case, and I'm just getting, sorry, you're not what we're looking for, no, no, maybe another time. And that gets a bit deflating at times. And I figured, wait a minute, is it me? Is it my disability that gets in the way? Is it just the way of the world right now? And I still struggle with that today because I audition for voiceover roles. I participate in plays on the side. And I'm usually getting like 30 auditions done at a time and then still not getting a lot of work. So I felt like, you know what? I need to create a platform for people like myself with disabilities who are going through horrible conditions and are making something of their lives, are trying to be happy and be successful, whereas you could easily be miserable. That's amazing. And that's absolutely incredible. And I've noticed, you know, you have so many people who come from many different backgrounds, many different cultures, and who may have a little bit of disabilities. But I love the message of your show that it doesn't matter, you know, the struggles that you've had, the obstacles you faced, everybody's made it and everybody's still going. And I love that message of your show. And do you mind if I also ask you, what would you say is your biggest inspiration, you know, when you're doing an episode, like when you're meeting guests, like what is the biggest thing that just continues, you know, to motivate you, you know, with your, with your guests and continuing to just like tell their stories? Ooh, that's a tough one. I could give you like about 20 different answers, but we've only got half an hour. <laughs> Completely up to you. This is your, this is your, this is your spotlight. Well, it's a mixture of things. For me, the guest is equally as motivating as my own reasons for doing it because their story can inspire so many other people just by being heard by somebody else. Like for me, uh, most of what I was inspired by was what other people had gone through. Like for instance, my mother is one of the most inspirational people I know. She has raised two kids both of them being born prematurely, me and my older sister, and then has battled through cancer twice. And my goodness, she still was able to raise us as a stay-at-home mom, still encourages us to do whatever we want with our lives, no matter how ridiculous it might sound. <laughs> and uh, it was a mixture of, wait a minute, if so-and-so can come back from either a near-death experience or dealing with a disability, what the heck am I doing wallowing in front of the television with ice cream in my hand? 
No shame in that, though. Ice cream is great, though. Just saying. I mean, everyone deserves a day to wallow, but it's a matter of you eventually do have to get off the couch. That is true. And thank you so much for sharing your mom's inspirational story. I remember you telling me a little about her, and she's an amazing woman. I'd love to meet her one day. And I'd definitely love to ask you as well, what would you say is the biggest tip or the biggest advice that you would have for any podcasters or anyone who is aspiring to be a podcaster, but they're feeling, you know, maybe a little too shy, a little too vulnerable, or they don't really feel, you know, too confident in themselves to become podcasters. What is the biggest advice you would have for anyone who wants to do that? Okay. Two things. One, consistency. Because it's very hard to gain members of your audience back once you lose them. Now, I've been doing my podcast, The Sit Down Standout Show, since October of 2022. And the only time I took off was a month off to move into the apartment that I'm living in now, which took me six years to get. So I thought after a year of nearly doing, like nearly a year straight, like 47 episodes every week, I thought I had earned a day off or a month off or whatever. And the other thing would be, well, it is important to pay attention to people who may be interested in your particular genre. For example, detective writer, you talk about different authors and true crime. There is definitely an audience for that. But you will also always have people who either don't listen to your podcast or have something to whine about being, oh, I don't like your show. Why are you bringing this on versus that? You have to take that with a grain of salt. Don't take these things too personally. Because if someone is taking the time to criticize your work, either something did strike a chord with them, and they're trying to give their own opinion, which you can take at a 50-50 value, or they have something going on in their own lives, and they need a place to vent. So you have to just take it 50-50. That's why I always go, you know what? The worst thing I can do to you is block you if you decide to be a pain in my back in my backside. That's a good way to put it, and that's actually really great because you definitely bring up a great point. You know, not everybody is really into podcasts. Some people may not really know or even find the purpose of it. But I think the big, the biggest motivation is that if it's your dream, absolutely go for it. I remember you give me some good tips here and there on Detective Writer, which I so appreciate it. So. 100%. I completely appreciate it. And can I also ask you, what would you say are the biggest, I guess the biggest sort of insights you would give for anyone who is just starting out in the podcasting? Like what are the most three things that any podcaster would need? Aside from, you know, from motivation, inspiration, determination, what is three important things that you would say any well, podcaster needs? Okay. Well, I would think the a couple of things you would need is determination because unless you're a celebrity, your podcast is not going to get instant downloads overnight because there as of right now, there are about probably 3 million plus podcasts. Some are getting started or being shut down as we're having this conversation. So, you have to not take it too personally if you're not so successful right off the bat. Um, a couple of other things. Number one, do your research. Do your research on, okay, there's nothing wrong with talking about whatever you love, whatever that is. But you have to make sure that you are targeted towards your audience. Say, for example, you love true crime, you love authors, 
your audience is writers. Your audience is people that love science and true crime and stuff. You need to research and you need to focus your podcasts on the largest audience you can get. Somehow, I've had more women on my podcast than any other gender, yet most of my listeners are male. And I thought, wait a minute. That is very unique because most of my podcast episodes talk about mental health and injury recovery and recovering from terrible situations. Guys usually don't like to talk about that stuff. So you never know what you can get out of it. That's inspirational, especially I think like, you know, maybe a lot of times in particular older societies, maybe it was more conceived, like men weren't really considered open enough to talk about certain things, but it's good in a way. Your show kind of brings out the inspirational and personal lives of so many people who maybe have may, may have been afraid to share things, but they're, be, they're able to be open and discuss these things with you. That's absolutely incredible. And I definitely wanted to ask you, why did you choose the, the title, The Sit Down Standout Show? For Rolling Dragon Media. Well, first of all, Rolling Dragon was a self-appointed high school nickname that I gave myself. Because dragons have always been one of my favorite things to see in any anime. And I've mostly been into Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh! All sorts of cartoons. And to me, I thought dragons are something completely fictional. Something made of fantasy. They can be anything you want. And in my mind, regardless of my disability, so can I. Hence the Rolling Dragon aspect of it. The sit-down standout show was an idea that I came up with in the Canoe FM studios, which is a community radio station in Halliburton where I used to live. And I was thinking a lot of people with disabilities don't have a choice in the matter of do I sit in the wheelchair most of my life or can I walk? People don't always have that option. But that doesn't mean that you can't have a meaningful and fulfilled existence. So you can find a way to stand out from the rest, even if you have to sit down. That's where the name came from. I really love it. Just from the minute I saw your show, especially on backstage, it just definitely inspired me because you helped show so many people that it's okay to be different. It's okay to discuss, you know, your struggles and so many obstacles. Can I ask you, has there been any particular episode or any particular guest that has really stood out to you, you know, in your show? Well, not to exclude anyone, but each individual guest has stood out in a different way. But I think the guest who stood out the most to me so far is a lady named Paula Van Wyck. And the episode that I'm talking about is Baby Steps Along the Journey with Paula Van Wyck. She's a fellow Canadian like myself, but she has a son born with cystic fibrosis, which is a a lung condition that will affect him his entire life. It will transition from his lungs to his liver as he gets older. He's only about one-ish, and he has to have treatments to get excess fluid out of his lungs to make his life easier. And the amount of medication he has to take, the amount of effort his mom has to put in, really reminded me of my own mom, having to raise my sister and look after me being born with cerebral palsy, and the amount of effort that that takes, because each individual case can be so different, it just kind of struck a chord with me that, wow, there are amazing people out there, regardless of what the condition is that can love your kids unconditionally. And she was just a sweetheart to talk to. That's so incredible. 
thank you so much for sharing your story because I can definitely, I've never actually had personal experience with cerebral palsy, but when I, when I, when I heard your story, it just, my God, it completely touched my heart. That's why I'm so glad we're friends. <laughs> and I definitely would love to ask you as well, because I remember that you mentioned, if you're okay sharing, that you're actually in the process of writing a book. Would you be okay discussing a little bit about your book writing journey? Sure, I can discuss that. The book is not out yet, but I can discuss it. Perfect. So I honestly have always been creative with writing. I've always enjoyed the idea of bringing something that was just an idea in your head to life. And the idea of the book really came after Game of Thrones wrapped up. And everybody was so pissed off at the ending. I was too. <laughs> but I thought... People are going to be clamoring for the next hottest action show, whether it's another kind of Game of Thrones spinoff, The Continental, which is a John Wick spinoff that's available to watch, I think. I wanted to create my own version. And so I decided to write my book while I was in college, I believe, getting my diploma in radio. I started just doing that on Microsoft in my dorm, and I, I called it The Gem Chronicles. An Empire Forged in Blood. It's a five-book series that I'm currently working on the first book. And if you can imagine for a, a minute that jewels, what do they symbolize? They symbolize power, wealth, and greed. Now, if you can imagine that the gems are divine beings that created the world and each divided it into their own continent... And then each continent has a chosen warrior that must band together in the final book to defeat the world's ultimate evil. And then there is a kind of chosen character at the end of the book who will watch over the world of living people because the gods are always creating and destroying things. That's the thing about being immortal is you'll spend all your time trying to love and you always lose love. So what are you doing? Creating and destroying. Will you let me know when it comes out? Because I swear, like, I want to know exactly when it comes out, when you publish it. Well, here's the thing. I am, because again, this is my first book. I don't really have a clue what I'm doing in terms of trying to edit the, finish the editing process. I'm done telling the story from a written perspective. But it's like, how the heck do I get into this world of publishing the novel and getting someone to edit it so my ramblings make sense? Because that costs time, it costs you money, and it's like, I'm a poor kid from the middle of Halliburton, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. Coming from a girl who, from the, from the Bronx, New York, who had no idea what she was doing, trust me, I completely understand, you are not alone. <laughs> Interesting, an Ecuadorian from the Bronx. Mm -hmm. And who had no clue how she was going to get her book out there, but she just wanted to publish, so... I promise you there is a way and we will find it for you. <laughs> Everybody's different is always different, but I think that's one of the biggest and the beautiful tips about it is that, you know, every different journey is really unique and it really kind of helps form the kind of people that we become as we get older. And I would definitely love to ask you when, when you were growing up, you know, you said that your major was um, in radio in college. So I'm kind of curious, were you always just like so obsessed, you know, with radio, with news? Did you just know that you wanted to be a podcaster? Just like, were you just like so obsessed with it when you were a kid? Oh, heck no. Because <laughs> usually when I would go into the car, 
I would say turn off the broadcaster. I don't want to hear him talk. I don't want to hear him ramble about the weather. I just want to listen to the music. What I really wanted to do, and I still want to do, is be a commentator for professional wrestling. I've loved professional wrestling since 2006. I've studied it as far back as the 1980s. I practically watch wrestling every day. But the radio aspect of it came from listening to them because they would always say, I'm a broadcast journalist. I have a right to my opinion. I can do whatever I want. And I got the radio thing because everybody, from my mother to strangers to family members, they would say, you know what? You should go into radio. You have that deep voice. And it's like, thank you, but I'm not really trying to do that. That's just my natural way of speaking. It just comes off that way. So then I figured, okay, get a degree in radio or journalism. And I tried journalism, found out I hated it because it allowed very little room for creativity. You had to stick to the facts, and that drove me nuts. So I stuck with radio, and then I wound up getting the diploma in 2019. And then because I couldn't find work, I went to a search program, which would teach you kind of transferable skills and I was about to do an apprenticeship writing for our local newspaper, then COVID. COVID struck. And thankfully, our family didn't get COVID. But I used to joke during the pandemic, you know what? I'm just going to take a nap. And by staying inside my house, I am saving the world by preventing more cases. Best wisecracks ever. Like, I swear. But I find it so inspirational, too. Like, you definitely bring up a point. Uh, the pandemic, I guarantee it was not easy, but you were able to come out of it and look at everything that you've done. And you were able to make this amazing show. Can I ask you, what are your future plans for your podcast in the future? Are you hoping to like maybe take it to, you know, like new aspects? Are you hoping to like, I don't know, what are your plans with your podcast in the future? If I can ask. Well, you know, you have plans in your head, but it's hard to know because this is the first podcast I've ever made that wasn't a school assignment for radio. So it's kind of hard to figure out, like, you know, what should I do? What shouldn't I do? Because, you know, you don't you, have, you don't have the benefit of years of doing that particular thing of a podcast. But what I'd like to do is eventually get it monetized, love to sell my own custom T-shirts. I would love to be able to do kind of a Patreon account. If you're familiar with with Patreon, that's when you provide your listeners with uh, bonus content if you pay X amount a month. And in my head, I'm going, okay, what could I provide for them that would make sense? Because you can do anything, but if it doesn't relate to the show, it's going to scare people off be like, what the heck is this? So I'm like, hmm. I like showcasing how I enjoy food. I like showcasing how independent I could be or how others can be. So I figured independent cooking videos or I figured maybe uh, just kind of recording myself editing the episode just so people could see how I get it done because they're usually like 30-minute episodes. And I put about five hours a week into getting each episode put together. Bonus content. I'm sure there's a lot of people, maybe a lot of your listeners who would love to get to know the real you and really get to like know a little bit of your everyday life. So it's incredible the aspects you can go to, especially with social media. That's incredible. And can I also ask you, do you, I'm kind of curious, have you ever thought of maybe writing a self-help book? Maybe a little bit about your podcast and just a little bit, you know, how you were able to overcome so much and you're able to talk to so many people and share their stories you could definitely write a self-help book is that something you've maybe thought about i've thought more about maybe a memoir 
versus a self-help book just because to me i really don't understand what self-help even means because you can read all the books you want but it's ultimately up to you what are you willing to do what are you willing to put the effort in i could read a gwyneth paltrow novel on eating healthy and i'm still not going to cut out my meat so that wouldn't be a very helpful book for me so it really depends on i could give you all the advice in the world but what are you willing to put into practice so i would prefer a memoir because you can embellish and tell stories through a memoir versus here are the 20 steps to live your life correctly according to wow that is definitely true and wow i'm i'm assuming that maybe one day you may even have a movie based on your life so when that happens, when you publish your book, please let me know. I will happily distribute it along these viewers. <laughs> and I'm actually kind of curious. Curious. Do you have any interest as well in true crime? Just out of curiosity. I do, but it's kind of hard because, number one, you never know. Well, it's hard to tell because there's just, there's the infamous crimes like John Wayne Gacy, Jeffrey Dahmer. But then how many more crimes are we simply not aware of because it wasn't so long ago that dna evidence was a relatively new thing whereas people like say for example in a sexual assault case they left their dna at the crime nowadays we can get that dna even if you're not in the database figure out okay we're close enough to cracking this guy whereas in the 1980s that wasn't a thing so it's amazing to see how it's evolved and it's interesting to see okay here's a case that happened 20 years ago now we've got it solved here's a case that happened last week we don't have it solved yet or to me i'm more interested in the mental aspect okay what possessed this criminal to do this what happened in your life to mess you up what could have happened that we could have prevented this from happening sort of the psychological aspect incredible and I can definitely see that if you ever wish to come back, you know, we could definitely divulge into that if you're ever interested into some true crime cases. One final question. What would you say is the biggest inspiration that you have every single day, you know, to keep getting up, to keep doing what you got to do and continuing to aspire and follow your dreams through your book, your podcast, everything? I, no, that's a tough question because there's a lot of different answers. But I mean... As far as just getting up, it's like, if you're not moving forward, you're just stuck. So to me, it's like, we won't, as far as we know, we only get to live once. Then we're a skeleton in somebody's science class. So you might as well make the most of all the opportunities that you can get. And you have to remember that life could be, could be always worse than what it is. I could have died the day I was born because I was born prematurely. I could have died from a freak seizure I had when I was a teenager. So I try my best not to take too much for granted, and I try to make every day as fun as I can be. Well, I can't thank you enough. And I'm not sure if you have any final thoughts that you would like to share, because I definitely don't want to take up too much of your Saturday. Oh, don't worry. I've got all the time in the world for you. And uh, I want to say, be sure to not only listen every week to the Detective Writers Podcast, but be sure to like, review, and subscribe to the Sit Down Standout Show. We're available on Apple, on Spotify, wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And remember that you can stand out from the rest, even if you have to sit down to do it. That's incredible. You hear it from 
the most amazing human being I think I could have ever met. And I truly can't thank you enough. And for those of you who have been listening, detectives, I truly hope you've enjoyed this episode. I hope you all have a great day, morning, afternoon, evening, or night. Please stay tuned for next week. And until then, keep on stupid.